titles go it's a show about poo it is two corpses the name of the other thing that's turdy hashtag can't say turd that's a big bag not peds peds why 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 be careful what you wish for. Old Kev. Therapy group for bicycle horns. Give me my $2. Big poppy. Turd, turd, turd. No, Rhea Perlman. And 13 seconds. Story of my life. All right, guys, let's do this. Warning, what you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it, you've been warned. Welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. This is Corbs. And I'm Kev. Guys, just kidding. Before we get into that, Kev, you have the floor, my friend. Hey, I just wanted to uh, throw uh, uh, our little, a couple little stars our way. Um, a friend of mine talked to me the other day, um, talked to us about our, our uh, wonderful podcast here. He's been listening, and I didn't realize it. I didn't realize he'd been. He'd been uh, following along, and he had a couple of really good things to say about us. Um, he likes the opening um, a lot with uh, when we do the whole title thing. Um, he likes that because you know it uh, it kind of gives a little bit of a pre pre um, pre- premonition or whatever you want to call it, a little foreshadowing of what's to come. And uh, he also said, and he meant this a lot. I mean, he was a big smile on his face, gave a little chuckle. And he said the news segment is his favorite part. Aw. Thank you, Kevin's friend, who he hasn't named yet. So he's got a really big head that just got bigger. His name's, <laughs> his name's Rob, and you if you wanted to thank him directly. Thank you, Rob. I hope I don't disappoint this week. Right. And then this is just the worst news ever. <laughs> it's what you get, Rob. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, Kev, Kev was telling me about that earlier today. That, that's really cool to hear. Uh, we really appreciate that. Thanks, Rob. Uh, maybe we'll have you on the show sometime. <laughs> that's an inside joke as well. Apparently, Kev's been busting his balls and told Rob he can't be on the show. So that's, that's, right. that's, that's right. why I put that out there. <laughs> but, he'd be great. He'd be great on the show. He would just sit there like a deer in the headlights. So it'd be like having two corpses. <laughs> Did you say corpses or corpses? Corpses. <laughs> uh, let me write that down. Oh boy! Oh, here we go! Here we go! Already with the titles. Um. All right. So let's really jump into it now, guys. What's got you geeked? Well, I had a couple things. Um, I'm geeked about. 
one of them isn't something I probably should be geeked about. So you guys recall a couple of weeks ago, had a real rough time with my knee. Um, actually, I had to take a day off from work, couldn't walk. Uh, realized that, you know, I either have arthritis or um, shit. I forgot the shit. Uh, no, what's the name of the other thing I thought it was? Gout. Gout, yes. There's something going on with my, my knees and my ankles. Doesn't bother me all the time, but I had a really hard time getting around uh, a few weeks ago. So I went and bought a cane. Now, it bothers me because I'm not a doddering old man. Um, but I went and I found something I liked, and it please. came from India. Oh, please tell me it's a hurricane. No, no mom's got one of those. A hurricane? Hurricane. Hurry. kind of stands up on their own. That's four little feet. Oh, no, the, the no. feet. I did not go for the same kind of thing my mother-in-law has, okay? Uh, I bought it on Amazon, came from India, was really concerned about the quality, uh, especially be, you know when you get one of those things where it's like, hey, it's going to take four weeks or three weeks to ship to you. You know it's coming from India, and it could be iffy. Came in today. Is it a pimp cane? Happy to say it's pretty cool. You know, you guys know I, I kind of have a thing for Lovecraft and horror and all that. It's an octopus. Nice. This is solid oh. brass. I oh. could kill you guys with this thing. This, this is so heavy. Please tell me you gave it a nickname. I uh, not yet. It came today. Can, 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 I, make, together. can, can, can I make a suggestion? Sure. Octopussy. No. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Uh, but this thing is this this thing's solid. Um, I mean, it's I can't really tell how much it's gonna help me because I'm not currently in any pain. Uh, and it is I don't know if you, you cross a certain point as an adult when you're getting older and where I'm like, man, I really need something like this, but this is cool. You this didn't really get funny. a cane because you need it. You got a cane because you wanted it. Well, you need a pinky no, ring now, too. Because I actually do have a problem with my and knee. a white cat. So, <laughs> a white I have four. I don't need another cat. <laughs> um, but I was happy put, that... Put laser beams in its eyes. Wow. Man, I can't wait to see you as an old man. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing uh, that I'm kind of geeked about is... Um, and I don't know if I brought this up. Uh, so... We had a bit of a shake up at work a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, you guys know about it. I'm not going into any other detail. Uh, but a call was uh, put out that you know they needed some help with the forums and with our what they call the uh, the the Rever Council, which is kind of where they bring on some of the uh, contractors and they have they, basically we meet with them and it's kind of like to, I don't want to say like a union, but imagine something like that. But they can say, hey, we're noticing this. This is going on. And uh, it's a really cool thing, you know, so we can communicate with them on a direct level. And I put my uh, name out there and I got picked. So I'm now, <laughs> along with my other duties, I'm also trying putting out fires in the forums and asking questions. It's not, there are some things I get alerts for and it's kind of hands off unless something comes up in the discord. Like one of those people I mentioned that council, they're the ones that are actually seeing these things. They pop it in the discord. Then myself and one of my teammates, we kind of go in there and try to to manage it uh, but it's it's kind of neat you know it's it's not it's not a promotion but it's a it's another responsibility something i can throw on my resume and i like today was a kind of busy day for things with that and i had a lot of fun so uh, i'm excited about that yep an unpaid additional job expectation gotta love them yeah. Well, That's in cool. all fairness, I threw my name out there. Okay, when it was brought up in our meeting, um, our boss said, hey, we're going to be looking for some volunteers to kind of help out with the forums. I saw a bunch of the, the younger people's faces light up and stuff. I'm like, oh, they're all going to grab that. A day or two goes by, and I just mentioned to my boss, I'm like, hey, you know, if, if you don't get enough people for this, 
um, you know, I'll throw my name out there. I'd be happy to help. Really just wanting to be seen offering to help. I was positive that these positions had already been filled already. I did not think in a million years I would be one of the two people that actually volunteered. Uh, so I wasn't actually expecting to get this, but. <laughs> That's cool. Very cool. Don't let the power go to your head. Careful what you wish for. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. Uh, Corbs. Yeah. What's got you geeked? Uh, not too much this week. It's been pretty kind of a, just a blah, blah kind of week. Um, my son mentioned something about wanting to start to learn to play golf. So that's for me, that's, that's kind of cool. It gives me a chance to take him out to the golf course and whatnot. So I think we're going to go hit golf balls over over the weekend, go up to the turning stone and hit golf balls. So on that, not too much, just been kind of a very laid back, chill kind of last, uh, four or five days. That's too much going on for, for me. And the day awesome. off today, which was been nice. oh, even better, which explains why you actually responded to me today. Cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't respond to you right away because I was busy losing money. Yeah. I hate when that happens. Yeah. Especially when it's, you know, self inflicted losing money and you keep putting it in a machine and it just yeah, keeps, it just keeps it. going. Yeah. That's, that's not how ATMs are supposed to work, just so you know. It's, no, I mean, no, it is I, how they're supposed to work, but no, ATM gives you the money, and then you take it to a place and you put it in that machine and you kept, keep pressing buttons, and it's supposed to give you money back. And it, it didn't like me today. Wasn't working. That's no fun. It's no. almost like it's rigged. <laughs> yeah, no. almost like it. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I had a doc. I had my three month checkup today for my doctor today. But she wasn't. She isn't in the office. So, so you did the whole virtual thing. No, no. I went and met with somebody else today. Wasn't real happy with her. So, I go back in three months and see my regular doctor. So, nice. Just staying on the same medications. So, just staying the course right now is what you're telling me. Right now, yeah. I mean, I gotta start doing better eating and shit like that. What is that noise? I think he's pounding on the desk. I'm tapping on, the, I'm tapping on my desk. Yes. Oh. He doesn't Sorry. realize that that picks up on the mic every week. I didn't realize it. I mean, did... And my headphones falling out. He's going to start doing dumb shit. <laughs> See if it picks it up. It will. <laughs> That's <laughs> me. <laughs> God. Yeah, so, I mean, so not too much for me. So. Kev, you're up. Oh. Oh God, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Um, we're back in our cave, man. We get. We, we go out. We snowmobile. We go maybe hang out with friends. I mean, we went out to uh, box out in Williamstown last night with some friends. My buddy Rob is where I was talking to him about the, um, the what he liked about the show. When I realized he was actually listening to it, I, I think he said one time he watched one of the ones on YouTube, and I didn't realize he'd actually figured out how to use it podcast application and was subscribed to it that was that's pretty cool um i I don't know i really haven't you know the the snowmobile and and i go to work yeah Um, i have anything going on and this is why rob likes this show so much because it's so exciting 
you know, he did say he did say one bad thing. He, he gave us one piece of advice. We 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 kind of drone on a little bit towards the end. So he said something about that guy with a hat on backwards. He really doesn't care for him too much. He better get used to him because apparently we don't do the show without him. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding about that part. No, he's not. <laughs> no, no. So I'm not geeked. I'm I'm a little tweaked. Um. So, I thought we had a pretty good title last week, right, guys? What was oh, yeah. it again? It was Turd from Above. Was. Well, it was on YouTube, and it was on GeekPod.com. But anywhere that it feeds off of Podbean, it was not. It was From Above. What? Podbean, our um, our our podcast hosting site of seven years, eight years, um, has decided that they are going to censor us now, and we're not allowed to say turd. So we can't say turd at all. Not in a title. Not in the title. What? That's that's turd. That's really shitty. I think I. I th- yeah, I think I understand how that works though, because that's the part that they can't keep from all eyes. Not that "turd" is a bad word, but just that they've added it to their, their word list. Yeah, well, we're we're gonna see how far we can take this because it's you know turd turd turd. It's turd. Give me a goddamn break. It's turd. Okay, Paul. When you say how far we can take this, what exactly do you mean? Is this episode going to be called "Turd Turd the Turdy Turd" or something? I, mean, I was considering actually calling it "Turd Turd Turd." <laughs> you do know that it, as far as we're going to take that is nowhere, right? Then we'll just have a blank title. Yeah, it's the poop, it's the poop show. It's a, it's the show about poo. Uh, there's a there's a um and and I found out about it today and I, it, it annoyed me. To the, point, to the point that I even <laughs> tweeted Podbean and was like, dude, you did us dirty. Like, that's not cool. And of course, they didn't respond to us. But um, I, think I, I think I started the hashtag, hashtag can't say dirt. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens from there, but probably nothing. We're not going to change their mind on it, but I can find ways around it. It would be nice to get a list of those words. Mm-hmm. Because so, I thought there were seven words that we couldn't say. That's on on broadcast TV, which mm-hmm. doesn't exist anymore. Um, I'm assuming it still does, like for, for that same kind of idea. I, I'm thinking that's not going to get past the censors of like uh, um, Apple Podcasts and all that stuff. I mean, I'll tell you, uh, without saying too much, um, I am familiar with a list of words that can't appear in certain things in my life, and it's like pages long really like shit you wouldn't expect so i i'm betting that their list is probably a lot longer than you think hmm. it's going to encompass everything from you know dirty explicit type stuff to to racial and hate type stuff as well it's that that cool. makes sense to me too i get that um and anybody want to just throw out the seven words for us now since we referenced them already no, I put people on the spot. See, as that was from like the seventies. Yeah. George Carlin could say him. Yes. Well, not right now because I mean that would be a little yeah. creepy. 
like shit and fuck and piss. Motherfucker is one of them. Yes. Well, I think. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that irritated me. Um, but also I was I was kind of tickled by it. Like I was just like, oh really? Like that's that's what they did to us. Um, so of course I went in and edited the episode and did capital T space, capital U space, capital R space, capital D. So we got our title back. Uh, whether they liked it or not, <laughs> but uh, until they catch on and pull that too. But that so that's what's got me. The seven words are shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. Tits. Yeah, that one surprised, surprised me, but okay. Not in the 70s, not when that list was put oh, together. If I can say boobies? Yeah. You can say boobies. You can say whatever you want here. Yes. Breasties. My Hashtag breasties no turtle allowed. <laughs> um so yeah that that was it that was it and um it, it it's been a, a week of nonsense around here too um monday night um kristen got to play vehicle tag oh yeah it's got slid into it wasn't not even in the good way um <laughs> dude <laughs> That was not necessary. I said it once before. I'm going to say it again. Be careful what you wish for. Whatevs. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's it's not awful damage, but it was enough to be irritating, and we've got to do something about it. Um, so that was Monday night. But moving on, guys, what are you playing? Well, Paul, I was thinking to myself, Self? Probably should, yeah. Self, I should probably throw that game Paul got me for Christmas in so we can talk about it. So I went and attempted to play it today. You know what I discovered? The PS5 version has to download, and it's like another 40 gigabytes. So I didn't actually get to play it. But it, <laughs> you're it still waiting for it? Well, no, it's it's done now. <laughs> um, but I did I did the download so that I could play it at some point in the near future. Um, I just and I just turned on Ghosts of uh, Shishuma. Um, but the other gaming related thing is. I went and did something that may or may not be a good idea, but I pre-ordered WWE 2K22. Nice. And I pre-ordered the NW for uh, NWO for Life Edition. What does that mean? That means it's like they're super they the super special edition. Not only do you get all the extras, you get the season pass, which is all five DLCs they're doing, um, some extra characters, and you get the the whole ND, NWO, including a playable Eric Bischoff. Nice. Yeah, yeah. What's not nice is the price tag. $120. Holy shit. Which isn't out of the I mean that that's about what I mean if it, lately it's it's 60 bucks for the game, 60 bucks for the season pass. That's that's basically how things have been working. So mm-hmm. it's it's not out of line with other games. The only thing that concerns me is, you know, they took a year off because, you know, 2K20 was so awful. That right. people wouldn't play it and they actually kept the servers for 2k19 they're still going until march when this game comes out because they had to right you know, it was it was unplayable um i'm betting that they have to have their shit together this time because if they don't they're the, screwed the, yeah, yeah the, the the series is gonna die so there's no way they can release a broken product this time i'm really hoping i'm right because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise it's an expensive mistake uh but i i'm excited for it i mean it, it you know, I might have held off for the AEW game if they ever updated anything about it. 
yeah, you don't hear much of anything. Like they just keep talking that they're making it. And I think they've done a video of like one or two wrestlers or something. Like that's that's all we've seen. Yeah. So. But I mean the what the, the stuff they've showed so far for um, 2K22 looks great. Have you seen the the trailers and stuff? I haven't seen the trailer. I saw a couple of the ads recently, especially where they're talking about basically the career mode with Rey Mysterio, I guess. I don't give a shit about that. I just want the model, the character models to look good and for the play not to suck. One thing they brought back, which I'm excited about, is getting out of a pin is going to be button pressing now. Okay. Instead, Instead of that, of yeah. Stupid meter thing that, yep. that plagued my life. Um, so I, I, I actually, the rest of the community is angry about that, but I'm, I'm glad. But button mashing is just easier. Yeah, I mean, I, I get their point. Their point is because of the meter, even if you were getting your ass handed to you, you're getting double teamed, whatever. If you're good at that little mini game that pops up, you can pop out of a pin and come back and make it an exciting back and forth match. Mm-hmm. And I get that. The, the problem is when you're getting out of a pin mechanic is so difficult that somebody who starts playing the game for the first time. I mean, literally, I get in the ring. The guy walks up, hits me once. I fall down, pins me, matches over because I can't get out of a pin. Yep. Even when I'm at full power, that's no fun. Right. Yeah, that was happening to me for a while. And that's when I realized it's one of those where you have to hit it at just the right time to get out. Yeah. And, and I mean, yeah, people could say, well, you got to get good or there's a learning curve. Yeah. Yeah, but there's one. It also shouldn't be that you're so discouraged with the game the first hour that you're playing that you're not going back to it. Exactly, which is yeah. exactly what happened to me with 2K19 and uh, 20. I went back and created a few wrestlers and you know watched their entrances, but I didn't really play the game again. Right. Yeah, it gets annoying because it just it completely stalls your progress, and you're like, why the fuck am I bothering? Yeah, yeah I feel you on that. That's it. Okay. Corbs, you still collecting your spoons and he's playing fingers. Yes. He's doing the fingers. Um yeah, I'm still I'm still playing my cooking game and family island and whatnot, but uh my son actually um is playing Hitman. The original or the new one? All three of them. Oh nice. He downloaded them onto his Xbox. And I walked in there one day and he was playing it. And I'm like, what the hell are you playing? He's like, Hitman. I'm like, yes. Agent 47. Yep. So he was playing that. And he's got his uh, he got Oculus for Christmas. Nice. And he's, we got, I bought him a couple of stuff, a couple of games for it. I bought him the Darth Vader pack or something like that. He's playing that too. So Castle Vader or whatever it is, or Vader Immortal. Vader Immortal. Yep. The Immortal. I bought him the Immortals pack for it. So. Nice. You've been playing that too, so it's pretty cool. And uh, I mean, I haven't, I haven't really tried it because I got. Oh, should. Well, I got some. I got some problems with uh, prior concussions. I get motion sickness really, really easy. So it's tough for me to do stuff like that. So. Well, as long as you stick with something that's uh, stationary, you'll be fine. You don't get motion sick, like things like a uh, Beat Saber, yeah. or anything where you're in a spot. And maybe yeah. you like have to point a thing to move. It's when you're you're playing a game where you're actually using the stick and walk, like Skyrim. Everyone understands, but you don't understand what Skyrim is. Yeah. You know how that gameplay works. Um, Skyrim makes me sick as fuck because I'm moving in my brains like you should be walking, but you're not. <laughs> right. And, and that's what causes it. But stationary oh. stuff shouldn't give you any problem at all. Okay. okay. Uh, a couple of things you can do. Uh, ginger helps. Um, not ginger ale. I mean, maybe a little bit, but I actually have a, like a, a tube of ginger paste, a little bit of ginger before you start, chew some gum, 
I have a fan blowing on your face and I've heard, but not tried putting in one earplug in one of your ears. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, so for, yeah, I heard of that yeah, with, with your yeah, balance, balance and yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Cause uh, I mean, I've, I, uh, I went to the raceway, the go-kart racing in the mall when they first opened many, 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 many moons ago. I did go-kart racing with my dad one day and the bouncing around in there, even in the helmet, I was, I was messed up for like a good two or three hours after it just really screwed my, screwed with my equilibrium. I had to come home and, and jump in my, in my bed in a dark, like I had to close the blinds and turn the lights off. And it was, it was pretty bad. Oh. I can remember. So well, just, just don't be afraid to try it. And I'll tell you, I, with the Vader Immortal that you have, I don't know about the game. I own the, the pack as well. I haven't started the game. I've only played the lightsaber dojo. Just for you to understand how cool VR is, try the lightsaber dojo because you're in one place and you're just using the saber. That shouldn't give you any problems. But it's a wicked cool experience. Nice. Hey, have you tried smoking dope? <laughs> That'll do it too. I hear I've that, you know, I hear that, you know, just settles all that stuff right down. I'm waiting for it to become legal. Well, it is that, in New York State. That's the next step after McCain. <laughs> dude, dude, the woman, the woman that hit my mother with the, you know, bad accident had like 10 pounds of marijuana in the car. Perfectly legal. Wow. Yeah. All right. Okay. That that's yeah. Here comes my next pounds. business idea. Weed delivery service? Something like that. They tested it, said, said she wasn't using it at the time, so she wasn't under the influence. I guess that's all, that's all that matters. Yeah. I thought that there was a limit. Like you can only have yeah, so much on it. I'm saying it was 10 pounds. It was a bag. I don't know how I don't know how big all it was. All right. The bag was bigger than her hand. It was big. A lot of it. Buddy of mine does. My buddy of mine up in uh up in Utica. There's enough so that she would have went to jail before the before the laws changed. Gotcha. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Kev, what are you playing? I'm playing uh, hide the sausage. No. Um... <laughs> you didn't happen to slide into Paul's wife, did you? <laughs> oh. I told him. Be careful what you wish for. Um. No, I just still just cause just when I when I get a chance. Um, I've had the actually had my desktop off for a couple of days. Nice. I haven't really touched anything. Um, just been away from it. You know, just trying to go outside and play outside. Play Playing outside. the snow. Enjoy the winter for what it is. Yeah. Um, I'm still playing Guardians. Sticking with that. I'm up to uh, chapter four now. I, I like I said last time. I went back and got all of the uh, the costumes so far. I'm going along with that best i can um still this is a lot of fun um a lot of easter eggs in that back to the comics and I, and I know this isn't a direct port from the guardians comics um but there there's a lot of references i mean rocket in a lot of the cutscenes, and when you're speaking to him a lot of talk about half world and stuff like that references to other things that happen um the element guns are starting to become element guns eventually in the game. You start getting options on different shit you can do, and it's really cool. 
Uh, Hugh, you, I mean, now you can probably start by tomorrow and you'll probably be caught up to me by Saturday. I, I got to ask you, um, challenge-wise, how difficult is the game? I'm doing it on standard edition, and some of the stuff gets frustrating. Like, I've had to do um, a few of the the chapter uh, challenges a few times. Okay. Um, you got to think about some of this stuff, and it's a lot of it is button configuration. You got to know what to hit when, and you need to think outside the box for some of the stuff. Okay. One of the th- you say element guns, and that concerns me because only because I've always hated it in video games where it's a fire guy. You need the ice gun. It's an ice guy. You need the fire gun. It's like fucking Mega Man all over again. Um, <laughs> And I run into that with Ghosts of Shishuma because there are different stances. And right now I only have two stances. But here's the thing. One stance is good for most enemies. Oh, there's a guy with the shield. Bang, bang. I have to change my stance or I can't do anything. When it gets up to four of them, it's it's going to probably make me want to fucking punch something. And I understand, again, the whole get good thing or, you know, you need to learn how to play the game. But there's also that I just want to have fun. Yeah. Um. I don't think you have to worry about it too much. First of all, like I said, I'm in chapter four and I just got my very first switch out for it and it's useful and it's easy. Okay. It's not something like it's literally hitting a directional button to change what it is. It's nice if it's for a level because that level is themed. I just hate it when it's like there's five enemies in front of me and I need a different thing to fight each one of them and they're all attacking at the same time. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be that way. And like once you gear into that, it's not like you can't use it as a regular blaster. It's just like right now, like I said, I have the the freeze version of it and then it's a regular blaster. Regular blaster is R2. That's what it always is. Now that I have the freeze thing and I don't have any other options to change it to, so the freeze is always active um that's r1 so like your element version is just a separate button already and if like you hit it that's what it's stuck in for until you change the direction so and and you'll see where it comes in handy and it's logical let's put it that way i don't want to give away too much but i'm digging it Uh, i'm really digging it i'm having a blast with it it's just as much fun for me just switching out costumes on them too um there's one I see looking forward that I really want to get, and it's basically like the 80s hair metal version of Peter Quill. Like, he's got a fucking mullet and the jean jacket. And I, Are you I using really a guide that. to find them all? Yes. So I should probably do that right from the start. Yes, because like I said, I made it to three, and then I realized, oh, shit, I'm already missing oh, one. Because I'd read something that said, just go down every corridor, even if you don't have to, and you'll find the stuff. Yes, and I mean, they're not hard to find. It's just a matter of finding the where you're supposed to be going. But if you go down every corridor and everything, you're going to find like your components and stuff to unlock perks for your moves and stuff like that along the way, stuff that's going to help you out. Okay. They're sprinkled all over the place. So it's a it's a good time i'm i'm looking forward to you jumping into it okay and and quickly surpassing me because we know it's going to happen <laughs> search every trash can well yeah um i do that in real life you should oh. you never know what's in there um and and do yourself a favor walk around the ship and check everything out. It's not going to unlock anything for you, but there's just some really cool Easter eggs and shit to find. Um, 
I, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I've found sprinkled over these four chapters. There is a running theme of just weird shit that you have to keep doing. And you'll understand it once you get there. Okay. Like, I, I want you to come back and tell me when, you, when you've got it figured out. Because <laughs> it just clicked in with me last night. So, um, all right. Well, I think it brings us to a good point for Kev's Tabletop Review. This week, I had to check out um, some of some of the Star Wars board games that are out there. Now, I was a little bit, I was a little bit worried about typing the ad into the old search uh, search box on uh, Board Game Geek. Um, as you can imagine, there are quite a few results, but the one the one that I uh, I it really stuck out and and really drove home with me was one called uh, Imperial Assault. Now, what's really cool about Imperial Assault? in my mind, is it's got a bunch of expansion packs. Now, a lot of people are like, well, a board game with expansion packs is just a, you know, a board game creator looking to, you know, cash in on more money. And I'm not going to say that's wrong, you know, but in this case, this game has got a lot of the play aspects that make you really feel like you're playing the old Star Wars movie. I mean, you've got the rebels against the empire and you know, you can pick a side to play. You can play a two-player game or make it three or four players. Uh, somebody's always, somebody's always going to be the Empire and you're always going to have your Rebels. Um, and it, both sides have their, their benefits and their perks. What I really like is the gameplay and, you know, I'm a big fan of the miniatures. The miniatures are fantastic for this game. So if you look into this, if you look at any of the reviews for this, you're going to find some of the playthroughs where they show you some very simple stuff like a, like a single-player tutorial where you can go through it by yourself, learn how to play the game, a fantastic way to learn the game, and you learn the skill sets of the different players, you learn how the modifiers work, you learn how uh, the dice work that come with the game. Really, it's a fantastic-looking fantastic looking game that, as, as one reviewer pointed out, is a lot like a game called Descent. Now... What Descent is um, and what Star Wars, uh, uh, the, the uh, Imperial Assault is, is a dungeon crawl type game. So what you do with the board is you actually build a map on the table by connecting pieces, kind of puzzle-like, putting in uh, obstacles like doors or uh, computer access panels that they have to get through that can take away from movements for the different characters. And crates that uh, provide resources or benefits and gameplay provides experience and other um, other resources where if you live through the, 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 the gameplay, you get better more better skills, better uh, better weapons, etc. So it's a really fun looking game, uh, very, very, Interesting. Some of the expansions include, yes, of course, a Boba Fett expansion, uh, which fits the theme of the evening. Mm -hmm. So, again, 
like I always say, check out, or almost always say anyway, check out BoardGameGeek.com and look for Star Wars Imperial Assault. Check out the game reviews. Take a look at the miniatures. They do not come painted, but if you look at the videos that are connected to Imperial Assault, you will actually find several videos that are tutorials on how to paint miniatures. And I got to tell you, some of the folks that have shown their painted miniatures have done a really nice job, and they said they never did it before. So wow. very, very cool, um, and, and they come out very well. I mean, all the... All the all the characters you can think of, the stormtroopers, the imperial officers. Now they might have Darth Vader, but they don't have like Luke or Leia. Um, but they do have like a um, a spice runner and a um, who's a, who's a female character and a Jedi, of course. You know, and has to go find his lightsaber before he can actually have it to uh, to fight with. So. Um, Wait, every time he no. loses his lightsaber before every battle and has to find it? <laughs> probably. Probably a lot like Obi-Wan in, in the prequels, you know. Mm. Oh, where'd my saber go? Oh, somebody get it back for me. Oh, I'll just use somebody else. Um, kind of something like that. So, but uh, it's pretty good with that, right? considering the fact that, you know, a, a Jedi is actually supposed to be better with his own weapon. But that's beside the point. Um, and as I found out this evening... Some lightsabers are actually dependent upon their users' feelings. Interesting. Um, maybe they all are. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but no, check out. I, I'm, 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 I'm diverging from the topic here. Uh, Star Wars Imperial Assault. It, uh, it, as far as I'm concerned, it's definitely worth looking into. And it's definitely on my buy list. Let me go through. Hold on. Don't go away. I want to go through the um, the details. One to five players, 60 to 120 minute play time, age 14 plus, uh, and the weight is 3.3 out of five. So this is a little bit more of an intense game than I normally review. I like to I like to keep the reviews in the two to two point five range, you know, so that we have games that you know anyone can get into and really enjoy but this one is is it's fun looking enough so that i think you should check it out nice and it's been around for a while right yeah yeah, yeah this is uh imperial assault came out in 14 and there's been different uh expansion packs for it uh since then yeah a ton of them like you you can see them at um at our local places too they especially the uh the clinton street location of uh play the game read the story okay. they have a ton of them stocked okay yeah that's good information i haven't i haven't seen them there i'm not surprised they have them there and i'm glad to hear that they do yeah so personally personally i would go there to buy the game myself <clears throat> even if it is closer to retail price because i'd rather i'd rather support the local uh the local businesses local businesses yeah Yeah, I've seen there's been tons of Star Wars games that have come out that have awesome miniatures, like the uh uh the the space battle ones. I don't know. Yeah, that's the X-Wing. I can imagine the expansions for that are, you know, though it's like, you know, here's another block of space. Here's a new block of space. <laughs> yep. I think most of the expansions are more like the uh the different character types and all that. Like you're getting a themed like 
they probably don't do it for, for the era but like here's your block of like five mandalorian characters you get and blah 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 blah. so yeah, probably yeah and the, you know and the way the dice work is pretty interesting too because um you know you have each character card has their um uh their different features and the dice work with those features so if you're rolling for a hit let's say then um you, it, whatever you get on the die can be amplified by what's on your card and then just the same way the the whoever you're going against may have a block maneuver that is amplified based on their role nice so very cool so yeah so like you said it's more of a intermediate level this isn't an entry level game it's going to take you a little bit but definitely sounds cool and i mean you really can't go wrong with a star wars concept so yeah, some of the reviewers really go into that. They really like beating on that uh, that theme. <laughs> yeah, you just might as well just hand your wallet over. It's another Star Wars game. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, I'm about to lose my headphone again. Um, all right, guys. So why don't we throw it to break and we'll come back to the best segment on the show. The news. Stick with us, guys. The fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest is coming with an all-new location, new guests, and all the same fun, charm, and camaraderie that you've come to know and love. Sci-Fi Horror Fest has a new home for 2022 at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 26th and 27th. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring fun activities, vendors, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. Exciting celebrity guest appearances will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be a part of the fun. Please note, details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is THE king of comics. Now, before you start a betting pool as to which celebrity I will make a joke about and then have them die the day after we record, here's the news. First up, the Black Parade. The Grim Reaper needs to slow his, her, slash its role. Not only did we lose the operatic rock star Meatloaf last week, but also comedian Louis Anderson. I did not make any jokes about him, so it isn't my fault. I remember Louis as the guy I always mistook for John Candy at first, then realized it was really the guy I always mistake for John Candy. When the news first broke, my reaction was, didn't John Candy die ages ago? Oh, it's that guy. 
As for meatloaf, TMZ is saying it was COVID related, but the family has not commented yet. The guy clearly had a close association with bats, so it really wouldn't surprise me. Next up, The Force Feeding. Respawn Entertainment has announced that they now have three new Star Wars games in development. The Electronic Arts-owned studio is working on a sequel to Jedi Fallen Order, as well as a first-person shooter and a strategy game. These join three other Star Wars games being developed outside of Electronic Arts. It seems like we're about to get more Star Wars games than we reasonably have time to play. I just hope they've learned from the past games, as they aren't always hits, like Masters of Terrace Kai. Remember that? I owned that one. Remember when the best Star Wars games had to offer was Legos and pod racing? Mm -hmm. Persistence without insight will lead to the same outcome. And finally, the first rule of Fight Club is Mayo Boichi Chulafu. David Fincher's Fight Club has been given a new ending in China. It premiered on the Tencent video streaming platform over the weekend. Instead of the ending originally shot, the following text appears on the screen. The police rapidly figured out the whole plan and arrested all criminals, successfully preventing the bomb from exploding. After the trial, Tyler was sent to a lunatic asylum receiving psychological treatment. He was discharged from the hospital in 2012. While I understand the government over there censors a ton of stuff, was this really necessary? Do they really need to censor like it's 1999? The movie's been out for 23 fucking years. If it was going to topple your communist government, you were like 22 years too late. That's almost as pathetic as rewriting the last 100 years of Chinese history to prominently feature current president Xi Jinping alongside past leaders like Mao Zedong and Deng Xiaoping to make him seem more important than he really is. Oh, wait, that actually happened last year. Well, then, there goes our Chinese audience again. And that's the news, kids. Now, a word of warning. If you have a 10-year-old with Tourette's and attention disorders and they say they want to watch a fantasy movie, steer clear of the extended editions of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Imagine, if you will, having to pause three four-hour movies every three and a half minutes so they can wash their mouths out, badly mimicking every orc in battle cry or scream they hear during the battle scenes. The battle for Helm's Deep sounded like a therapy group for bicycle horns. Two movies deep in continuing to refer to hobbits as kids and sympathizing with evil Gollum. I kid you not, she loves evil Gollum. Why do I keep doing myself this to myself? She would kill us for her own ring if she could. We may not survive this. Paul? In other news, <clears throat> April 11th, 1954, has been recorded as the most boring day in the world. Back to you, Corbs. What? Yeah, that's real. That, that's real. Computer al al algorithm says um, that was the most boring day in history. Zero happened that day. Kind of hard to believe. I'm sure people woke up. People woke up? Oh, I'm sure so. people went to work. Somebody went to work. Somebody lost a job. Somebody got a job. Somebody Seriously. was born. Somebody died. Most boring day. I'd be better off than anyways, but... There was no Twitter in 1954. How the fuck does anybody know how boring it was? Exactly. Sorry, Corbs. Good point. He's got a good point there. <laughs> there was no social media at that time. It was a better time for it. All you had was a newspaper. You even know what that is? 
Maybe they're one. looking at the newspapers, and that's how they're figuring it out. Mm -hmm. Don't have it. I mean, the it headline was "Mr. Smith mows his lawn." <laughs> Can you go to Washington? I mean, maybe if that's where his lawn was. Yeah. I caught the reference, though. I did too. I just didn't know what to say. <laughs> didn't know where to go with it. <laughs> Corbs, you got a movie for us? No. Well, moving on, we're going to head to break. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. All right. So, movie I got today is Better Off Dead. So, it is a John Cusack movie. He stars the lead character. His best friend is Curtis Armstrong, better known as Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. So, teenager Lane Meyer has a crush on his girlfriend, Beth Terris, or Terris. We'll call her Beth. And Beth dumps him to stay with a successful skier, Rory Stalin. Lane is depressed and decides to commit suicide. However, however, he gives up and tries to improve his skills, his skill of a skier to ski the dangerous K-12 slope to impress Beth. Meanwhile, his neighbor, Mrs. Smith, receives the, fo the foreign exchange student, Monique, and her fat son, Ricky Smith, considers Monique his girlfriend. However, Monique has an unrequainted crush on Lane that does not, but he does not notice her. When Lane stumbles upon Monique at a high school party, he befriends her. The upset, the upset Lane challenges Rory or Rory to a competition on K-12, but then he soon regrets it. However, Monique, a great mechanic and skier, fixes Lane's Camaro and teaches him how to ski K-12. What will happen to Lane? What happens to him? That sounds fucking awful. You've, and stupid. You've never seen it? You never seen Better Off Dead? Oh my god. Oh, that's right. We we had this discussion the last time. He doesn't watch anything without superpowers and horror <laughs> and gore. Yes. And murder. This is the movie that made me want a hot rod when Best. I was when I was in high school. And we were in ski club. I always thought it'd be cool to have a hot rod to, to go to ski club, show up in a hot rod. Until Did you I, get one? I got a car. It was a Malibu. It was not a hot rod. It was a later <laughs> model. It was in like mid 80s. So it was the boxy piece of crap. <laughs> and we spun out like three or four times on the way to the freaking mountain because the car was just garbage and couldn't be driven in the friggin' snow. Uh, and I'm like, why, 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 why? You, know, you need a truck with four wheel drive. You go to the fucking mountain, jackass. So I mean, it's a it's a funny movie. It, it is. Says, you know, it it did make it made me want to buy you know have a a nice you know muscle car type thing. I did not get one myself either. So, but you know, made the Camaro. 
cool again after uh, after Bullet, Steve McQueen's car and Bullet. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Camaro was the big thing back then. So, but it's a good movie. Um, I mean, it's not a great movie. It's not one of John's, you know, top 10, I would assume. Not too many are, though. Did you like it so much that you just threw up in your mouth? Is that what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> no, I think he's been chewing on that puke since he started the review. <laughs> it's, a, it's another one of those high school movies that hit at the same time when I was in high school. Yeah. And it was about the stuff that we were doing. So yeah, doing, like, do, doing like, going through. Yeah, it's like Breakfast Club. I mean, I, I'm not going to say it's as good as Breakfast Club was, but it's that same sort of thing where you know it, it's I, I recognized it, spoke, it. Yeah, it spoke it spoke to the to the high school kids in, the, in that time and the teenage kids and and whatnot. You know, yeah, made us want to blow shit up and blow off school and go right. find a hot chick and go skiing. I have a best friend who mis mistook snow for cocaine. Yeah, go the street yeah, like of this mountain. It's pure snow. <laughs> Can't move my left arm. Love that shit. Diane Franklin. Yeah. I never, I don't think I ever knew her name, but man, I recognize her face. Is that the mom? Nope. Well, that was, that was Monique. It's the love interest, right? It was, yeah, it was Monique. Ah, okay. Man, I totally didn't think he was going to say face. <laughs> all right so this movie is so good that ebert didn't even review it we had to resort to our other good friend uh janet maslin from the new york times and she had this to say <clears throat> savage steve holland who is 25 and grew up in greenwich connecticut isn't as funny as his name but he does seem to have a genuinely anarchic, anarch, anarchic, I would say anarchic, but it's anarchic, anarchic sense of humor. And Better Off Dead, which Mr. Holland wrote and directed, has its moments. Fewer of them last much longer than that, since sustained humor doesn't seem to be what interests Mr. Holland. His style could better be described as hit and run, but some of the gags in Better Off Dead have a lot more cleverness than the material. Just another silly story about a lovesick high school boy and the cute, annoying habits of his friends and family might warrant. Let's talk, says Lane Meyer's girlfriend, Beth. We've been seeing an awful lot of each other, and I think it would be in my best interest if I went out with someone more popular. So Beth, played by Amanda Weiss, ditches Lane, played by John Cusack, and it isn't long before everybody Lane knows from the mailman to the town bully to the cartoon characters on television want to go out with her. Beyond that, and the antics of Lane's supposedly funny next-door neighbors, the film doesn't seem to have much of a focus, but it doesn't seem to want one either. It simply piles on the jokes about suburban family life from the kid brother who dementedly (laughs) clips coupons to the mother who cooks dinners that quite literally get up and walk away. Mr. Cusack, who starred in The Sure Thing, again demonstrates his sly comic timing, and Kim Darby does what she can with the role of his dopey mother. As the pretty exchange student living next door, Diane Franklin is charming, but sounds only slightly less French than Howard Cosell. (laughs) 
Mr. Cosell is also represented in the film very indirectly via a foreign-born student who has learned English by listening to Wide World of Sports. Better Off Dead is written PG. It contains some off-color language, The Boy Next Door, Better Off Dead, directed and written by Savage Steve Holland, director of photography, blah, 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 blah. They literally take two fucking paragraphs going over everything about the movie like that. That's the full fucking review, guys. Wow. Janet Maslin. I hope she like didn't keep her job for that long. I, yeah, but let's choose her for all of our other reviews. Because yeah, it it's short. tears it down, yeah. yeah. We we've had her a few times, and I don't. I guess I shouldn't have said it that way. <laughs> you had her a few times. Wow! Be careful um, what you wish for. I mean, no. Um. By the way, this came out October eleventh, nineteen eighty five. All right. I I'm just gonna say this. I'm gonna say this about Diane Franklin. Mm. She was also in the Last American Virgin. Was she the Last American Virgin? I think they're still making those daily. <laughs> 1982, that movie came out. <laughs> There's a new one all the time. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? And she didn't even give it a star rating either. So it's, she didn't sound like she really liked much of it, though. Yeah, but you were, you were starting to read it. And I was remembering some of the stuff that was in there. The, the Chinese guy that talked Love like Howard Cosell. <laughs> the news, the, the, the newspaper kid. I want my two dollars. Give me my two dollars. Oh yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> With his uh two dollars switchblade comb. Yep. Going down the freaking slope. Two dollars. Yeah. Yeah. You has no idea what we're talking about. I love that movie. <laughs> me too. I really enjoyed that. I, I mean, it did. It got grim in some parts. You might enjoy that, where he's trying to kill himself because they're they're pretty graphic. I about don't it. enjoy people killing themselves, but the genre <laughs> of entertainment I like best is horror and science fiction. When people kill it's, other people. Well, right. no, I'm not. I'm not sitting there going, "Ooh, there's a suicide scene in this." You know, I didn't watch what what is it, thirteen, whatever, because it was a suicide. I didn't watch that. You know, it's not horror. You know what I'm talking about? 13 Reasons Why? Oh, yeah, no. That's no, I no. I I couldn't see you watching that. I watched that. I didn't. So that was all right. That was a pretty decent. I'm sure it was. Sure, it was fan. You know, I've also never watched Breaking Bad. You know, I hear that's amazing, but it doesn't quite fall into my wheelhouse. If I had to watch it for some reason, I'm sure I would enjoy the fuck out of it. Yeah, everybody's everybody said it's a great show. Everybody's like, oh, you should sure. watch Breaking Bad. Eh, I'll watch Sons of Anarchy again. Would I call it amazing? I would call it uh, enthralling. It, it's definitely, it draws you in. Well, it right. didn't because I, I, tr- I watched the first two or three episodes and it did not draw me in. Oh, well, I just never gave it a shot. So, nope. all right. Um, so that was a quick one. That That never happens. Well, I mean, yeah. that's good because I actually have a comic book to talk about. Okay. <gasps> well, do we want to do that before we cut back to break? Yeah, uh, let's, I just got, throw it let's out. do it. Oh, oh, go ahead, Corbs. Well, I was just going to say that they had the uh, Hall of Fame induction. Yes, they did. Election last night for baseball. And uh, only one person got in this year. And that was Big Poppy. All knows Big Poppy. Yes, he almost. I don't me care over. what he calls you when you guys are alone. <laughs> <laughs> ah, 
Big Poppy. I need to write that down. Um, <laughs> who is Big oh, Poppy? David, David Ortiz. Ortiz. Yeah. He was uh, designated who is David hitter Ortiz? for. I was getting there. <laughs> he was designated hitter for the Boston Red Sox uh, in their heyday when they were winning all the uh, the yeah, World Series yeah. and that helped shit. Early two thousand, mid. Yeah, yep. Ed helped them break the curse of the Bambino mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, but that the, sounds the, like a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. It is. Um, but the other the other big story with that would have been um, Bonds Clemens. Sammy Sosa, all these guys were staring there that did not get in in their last chance on the ballot because of their use of PEDs or alleged use of PEDs, whatever whatever you want to consider. There's a lot of guys that... I mean, those little eggs and, you use to take care of the calluses on your feet? No, you don't need to spell that one out. That's, that's, no, they're not. It's the pet. No, uh, performance-enhancing drugs, steroids. The, these guys all, during this, this was the steroid era. These are the guys that retired that were part of the steroid era. But they're, they guys, these guys aren't getting into the Hall of Fame. They've got the numbers to get in, but because the game was tainted at that time, these guys were supposedly using steroids. Only one of them has really come out and said that they did. And that was Alex Rodriguez, which I don't think he's going to get in. Yeah, but wow! Just, Imagine if they applied that to the wrestling Hall of Fame. There wouldn't be one. <laughs> <laughs> there would be so, Eric Bischoff. There you go, Eric Bischoff. Jesus, but yeah. So I just wanted to, you know, I want to say congratulations to 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 Poppy, big Poppy. Oh, and the other thing is, Paul. I don't know if you watched have watched any of the playoffs football. You said you haven't. I haven't. Of the four games that played last weekend. The three underdog, three underdog teams actually won by a field last second field goal. Mm-hmm. So the three games are really close, and then the Chiefs won in overtime. Yeah. So last that weekend was, was apparently pretty good. a barn burner. Yeah. Yeah, last weekend was a pretty good weekend for football. So it just was, you know. Even I heard it. about that game. I, I saw somebody online make a joke about don't ever let your woman tell you thirteen seconds isn't enough. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. And they and I, I was watching that game. And what the, is that a reference to? <laughs> what? No, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Screech. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the 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 announcers and ESPN Sports Center the next day they they hammered the the Bills for for that for kicking it into the end zone at the end of the game and giving him a chance mm-hmm. and. And then playing such soft – I watched the game. I mean, that defense they played was horrible. So, I can't – I couldn't believe that what, – what happened in Halifax. They, 13 seconds, they went 40 or 50 yards down mm-hmm. the field to get into field goal range, to kick a time field goal, and then won the coin toss and won it on the opening drive of, the set of overtime. The Bills never got a chance to, to come back. So – but that's yeah. the that's the overtime rules. Yeah, Four which they're all down. up in arms about now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're right. But you know, nobody bitches about it when it, their team loses when it, or wins. But yeah, when it's in their favor, it's not a problem. Right. Yeah. Right. They're like, oh yeah, that's the way the rule. That's the way the rule is. But when their team doesn't get a chance, 
but like one of the guys on, on sports centers basically said is like well if you wanted to win you should have played better defense and the 13 seconds to go right so if you if you just stopped them one of those plays they wouldn't have had a chance to get down the field so but so like so it's like in politics when the electoral when the electoral college is working in your favor you're fine with it but when they don't they they need to go yeah I would say it needs to go regardless, but that's just me. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to disagree with you. <laughs> I can accept losing because at least that's actual losing. Mm-hmm. I mean, like if we if we all decided to vote on something, and Paul's mm-hmm. like, you know, but you know, I host the podcast, so so my my vote, my counts, vote counts more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. No. Yep. My vote does count. Four. Like, just Count because, does it? Right. Counts once. Just because a third of the population doesn't vote in a particular area doesn't mean that the rest of the population should be ignored. The, the, the ones that do, you know, go out, do their part. But speaking of bullshit, yes. What do you got for have us? Have you? you seen the controversy about Son of Kal El number six? Nope. No. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, um, Son of Kal El, Superman's son, came out as bisexual or gay or whatever. I'm not sure if there's some nuance there. Um, now, I've seen all over the news. They're saying, oh, Superman came out as gay and Son of Kal El, number six, didn't even break the top 50 comics in December. Fans are, are, are making their uh, voices heard. They don't want to see this, all this stuff, you know, which they always do. The, the writer of the, the book, and I forget his name, I looked it up, Tom something, um, came out today. It was like, um, guys, you're right. It didn't make the top 50 in December because we had to delay it for two weeks because of an issue with the art, and it came out in January. <laughs> A whole week of these articles, these gay bashing articles about this comic, and it comes out today. And no one realized that, wait, of course it's not on December's list. It didn't exist yet. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. motherfucker. Nice. And that was it. I just everybody's, right. look, everybody's looking for something to bitch about. Yep. Um, and since we're talking comics, I just want to say that if you're not reading the current run of Moon Knight, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm just getting caught up on it. I might um, have gout. That's that's what's wrong with me. Who? That shouldn't keep read. you from reading Moon Knight. You don't get to tell me how my disability works. Good anyway, because my vote stuff. counts more here. Other pictures in it. Who? <laughs> oh, you won't be saying that in March. Yeah, he'll be all, 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 all for Moon Knight then. <laughs> Who me? Hip. Pointing you said Corbs is about to make Oscar Isaac's real happy. I can't read, so he doesn't even know who Oscar Isaacs is. You can't pick him out of a lineup. We established that last week. <laughs> He's Poe Dameron. That's all I know. Right. There you go. There you go. You got it. Um, all right, guys. Uh, if, if we're done with this nonsense, why don't we throw it to break and we'll come back and wrap this thing up. Okay. The fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest is coming with an all-new location, new guests, and all the same fun, charm, and camaraderie that you've come to know and love. Sci-Fi Horror Fest has a new home for 2022 at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 26th and 27th. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring fun activities, vendors, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. 
Exciting celebrity guest appearances will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be a part of the fun. Please note, details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics. You've been waiting for this, Kev. We're uh, waiting on you, man. It, really, me first? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll lead this off. Well, I'll just I'll, I'll tell you. Right oh, now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I caught up because I know last week we couldn't talk about the episode from last week because I hadn't had a chance to watch it. So I have caught up. I watched last week's oh. and this week's. So. Woo! All right. Well. Well. All right. So let's just okay. We'll leave. I, I have two that I want to talk about, but. We'll start out with the one that we've all caught up on. We're all there. And let's lead off with this. Peacemaker. If, no, if you are not current with Book of Boba Fett, stop now. We're going to give spoilers. Yes. And they're big. This is something we need to talk about. We need to air this out. We need to talk about this. I have feels and... I know my compatriots do too. So we're going to give you a minute, stop the podcast, come back in a few minutes and you'll be fine. After you watch it, come back and watch this stuff, this, this section. Okay, here you go. Stop now. All right. If you stuck out, you're getting the spoilers and here we go. This episode of Boba Fett was an episode of the Mandalorian. Last episode, we had two different teasers that the Mandalorian was coming. The very first was when Boba Fett walked up on Fennec Shan's body, thinking she was dead, realized she wasn't. In the, in the distance, we see the Razor Crest taking off, and we hear the Mandalorian theme, a couple of little tones. Later on, at the end of the episode, when they're back in... Um, uh, Jabba's castle, Jabba's uh, palace there, we we hear Boba Fett and uh, Fennec Shan talking about hiring more muscle. Fennec says she knows somebody. We hear the Mandalorian tones again. Mm -hmm. Foreshadowing for tonight's episode. What? Holy crap. What nobody realized was that tonight's episode, today's episode, and we're, talk, we're recording on Wednesday, was a Mandalorian episode. 
the very first friggin' scene is Din Jaren walking into a meat parlor, sword on his back, black saber on his hip, looking for a score. Mm-hmm. And it just got better from there. In my Ooh. mind, it just got better from there. We ended up on this ring. Do we call it a planet? Flat it's a satellite thing. I yeah. don't know. It's this what, was it called? what was it called? The ring planet. You said it. Yeah, it's it, it was a, it's in Halo. It's like the, it looks like the planet. You t- it takes place on in Halo. Okay. Well, so it's, in Halo, it's just called the ring. Yeah. So 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 it's a manufactured planet. Yeah. It's a it's a ring. And and there there have been other movies that have posited that this is the way to actually build a satellite and or a, a space station in outer space. You build it in a ring and you keep it revolving so that gravity works to keep everybody in the, you know, forcing against the outside of the ring, living on the inside of the ring, obviously. And, and that is the, that is the, you know, quote unquote planet. And we find uh, Din there making a score for a, and I don't know what the, what the, does anybody know what the, what the uh, species was? No. It was a, a bird looking thing with the beak and the whole thing. It is not who I thought it was. Now, when I when he first walked in with the head of this of this creature to, to get the to get the payout and his information, I thought it was going to be. I, honestly, I swear to God, I'm like I, I go to Kathy. I go, oh my God, it's going to be. I thought it was going to be uh, the girl from uh, Han Solo. Our um, uh, I forget what her name is in Han Solo, but she was in uh, Game of Thrones. Amelia. Oh, Emily, Emily Clark. Clark. Yeah, Emily Clark. Yeah, Clark. Well, I forget. Uh, Amelia. Yeah. I, I, I swear to God, I thought it was going to be her. wasn't, so, oh well, unfortunately. But um, he find, we find out the information he was looking for is the location of the new covert. What's left of it? And there ain't a whole hell of a lot. You want me to... Want me Keep to going. The scene? Keep okay, going. all right, all right. <laughs> so, scene plays out. Mando walks in. Now, after the fight in the meat, in the meat locker... We find out Mando doesn't really know how to use the dark saber. Burns himself not once but twice. Caught himself in the hand, wasn't too bad. Then caught himself in the thigh, and that one was pretty bad. So he makes it to the covert uh, just in time for Paz Vizsla to walk over and give him some kind of healing spray, whatever it was. Back to spray. Back to spray. Oh, oh yep. that makes sense. Well, okay, that makes sense. We know that the back to tanks are, are rejuvenating. So that makes sense. Um, the armorer immediately knows what that weapon is, talks about it. This part, I swear to God, I, my skin was just, it was just on fire. They have a cream for that. Explained exactly. Exp- oh, there you go. Explained exactly why when, when, um, uh, when Sabine gave the dark saber to Bo-Katan, why it failed, why everything fell apart. The, the history of the dark saber, you have to win it in battle. You cannot be gifted the dark saber. So everything went to hell. Mandalore fell, and that's the reason why. Well, okay, it's the myth, but that's, you know, that's what we're led to believe. We find out that, and I forget the, I forget the name, Terry? Terry? Terry Vizsla. Terra Vizsla, creator of the Dark Saber, <laughs> only up until this point was it 
posited that they were the same family as Paz Vizsla because just because they have the last name doesn't mean they're, exact, they're the same name, but, but this is Star Wars, so last name means, you know, there's some, there's some connection there. Um, created the Darksaber, Paz, we see the look. We see the look, and you know, we know by now that you know, you know, uh, John Favreau is playing Paz, playing uh, Paz Vizsla. So you know, we've got the voice, we've got the whole, we got the whole action. As soon as she talks about it, he looks at it, and they show his face, and they show him look, and you know, you know what's going through his mind. My ancestor made that. That's mine. You mother, son of a bastard, son of a. That's mine. That was my armor. I should have had that. That's my lightsaber. I should have that whatever they end up fighting for it then wins again walks away with it after he is exiled Mm -hmm. now that part he didn't even question it he's met other mandalorians why didn't he question it to the freaking to the armor why didn't he say I met other Mandalorians? They walk I do this shit all the off. time. <laughs> Why didn't he say that? He mentioned Bo Katan. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, I think it, it comes down to that that is how that sect operates. Like that's uh, what they know, that's who they are. They're so they're such a staunch, you know, they're, they're, they they follow this writ, whatever it is so so you know religiously that it's just i I don't know i'm not i'm not not even sure that it's i i don't know whatever it is now there's only two members of that covert uh din is uh, exiled and told that the only way he can redeem himself is in the pools fountains or pools yeah pools or something under the Wherever it was, yeah, under Mandalore, yeah, and the yeah. caverns, yeah. But they say yeah, they the were started or whatever. Right, 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 right. So okay, so so okay, off he goes, picks up his you know dark saber, and off he goes. Now, in the meantime, the armorer tells him, you know, uh, uh, you know, Beskar is not for a weapon. The weapon you have, the spear, can actually pierce Beskar. Very interesting point of fact that we may not have had before then. If you think about it. That could have been the ultimate weapon. Now, I mm-hmm. was it was it ever mentioned that that spear was created specifically to kill Mandalorians? No, I don't think, I don't so. think so. I don't think it was. So that was a very interesting piece of information. It's all gone now, melted down, melted down into. You guys know what she made, right? For oh, we didn't actually, yeah. like a little like ball thing. Well, okay, it was put into a bag. They showed what it was very briefly. I saw the rings drop. Chainmail. You think that's what they did? Yep. It's an armored vest for Grogu. Nice. My that's my that's my bet because what else would they make? You know, because they didn't know the earrings. size. A lot of them. <laughs> you know, like a like there's a, a lot of ears there. So yeah. Yeah, it could be. Wow, I didn't think about that. That'd be cool. Uh, my guess is chainmail because that just makes sense. If it's chainmail made of Beskar, that would make 
that would be a very, very good protective garment for Grogu, right? Because yeah. it will protect him from a lightsaber. Yes. Exactly what it's exactly what Din would want for for Grogu, in my mind. That's what I'm thinking. Now, did you notice later on when he showed the bag? The way it was yes. tied? Yeah. Like it it looked just like yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was cool. So he goes off now. Okay. I'm I this is going to be a good conversation next. He goes off and finds the mechanic on um on uh, Tatooine who <laughs> shows him his new ship because he had sent her a message, shows him the ship that he found for her, he, that she found for him, um, which is not a new Razor Crest, it is a Naboo fighter. Hugh, you had thoughts. Yeah, I, I don't understand why he would be okay with that. You know, he went from a ship that he could get up, go take a piss, make some food, whatever, had a bed, to something he's just got to sit in. Now, I know their technology is advanced, and I'll buy that they have a way for him to, like, urinate while he's sitting in that cockpit. Oh, yeah. But he's wearing armor. How He's got to find a planet, stop, and then go take a dump. I mean, I'd, I'd be, I'd like, I recognize the value of your ship, but I need something to live in. That is a ship for people that have a house. Yeah, right. You know, I, and, and not only did he give her the money for it, he helped her fix it up. Yeah. Spent all the time. And I'm just like, you know, if I was in that situation, I would have said, no, Rhea Perlman, I don't want your junky spaceship. I love her though. I, I just think her character okay, is great. I, I don't okay, I recognize the comedic value and I don't hate her. All I'm saying is that the way she speaks yeah. pulls me completely out of the Star Wars universe. Everybody else fits. Even yeah. if she's supposed to be the quirky character that doesn't fit, everyone else is like, oh, that that that's someone who lives on Tatooine. I'm like, oh, that's the I don't know, the cleaning Weird, lady. Yeah. I mean, she just yeah. doesn't fit. Yeah, no, I, I understand. I totally get what you're saying, and I'm not saying you're. I, I, I'm not completely disagreeing with you, but for some reason, I just like her. And I mean, she's really just in it for the, you know, for the coin. I mean, mm -hmm. that's that's her main driving force. And the the reason why I think um, that Din is okay with the ship that he ends up with is after he gets a test ride, he realizes what it can do. Yeah, and you know it'll get him there and back again in in, in a short order. Um, it is a highly modified uh, Naboo fighter um, that, like she said, doesn't need a ring to go into hyperspace. So it's completely self-sufficient. They modified the armament on it, so it's got some pretty interesting weapons on it. I was the part that I was sad about was that she said she hollowed out the uh, astromech area i was hoping that he was going to get an astromech yeah but i think that opens it up for grogu, grogu having somewhere to ride along because did you notice i had a glass oh, uh glass dome? i did and i wasn't thinking about that oh that's a good point now the other thing she did was that she solidified a rumor that nobody knew for sure that that Astromech she has, the red and white one, is in fact R5, probably R5-D4 from the original Star Wars, what is now A New Hope, the one that blew his top. They said 
if you remember, um, if you remember some of the Easter eggs from the very first time she appeared, when they showed uh, the R5 and they showed him showing the map, the navigational map, they showed the burnt spot on the back of his uh, on the back of his top. So they posited that the different people on the internet posited that he was actually the R5 D4 unit from from the uh, from the Jawas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, okay, let's take this one. Oh, you got a bad motivator. Oh, this R2 unit is better. Blah blah blah. Whatever. So he ended up with R2 and C3PO. Um, so I think we're pretty, pretty, pretty well satisfied that that is the original R5D4, and uh, which is pretty cool. It's just it's a, it's another throwback. So many Easter eggs. So many Easter eggs. Probably even some that you didn't catch, Kev. Beggars Canyon. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was down. Oh, I know. I know there's got to be some I didn't catch, but he, I mean, when he was first checking out the spaceship, he followed the exact same route that Anakin raced in the pod racers. I'm yep. like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> just, it was just the, the episode just kept getting better and better and better as it went along. Agreed. Uh, the one that I was referencing, that BD droid that we saw, the one that was on the two legs. Yeah, that is the droid from Jedi Fallen Order. That is like your sidekick throughout the whole game. Oh no, shit! Yes. No, I didn't know that one. I definitely did not know that one. And I, I'm again positing that it may even be the exact same droid because it had the one lens out of it, which is something that is throughout the game with that one. Either that, or it's just a defect on all those fucking droids. Oh wow, neat. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I, I, I'm sorry to monopolize the whole thing, but man, I just, I absolutely love this episode. I love the last episode. You know, what happened in the last episode when he mm-hmm. finally got, you know, Slave One back. And I just still I'm coming around, you know, I'm not, I still I never was that huge Boba Fett fan, but I love what they're doing with this show and the, in the background and, you know, just developing the, the universe and I'm just having a good time with it. I'm glad. It's uh, it, it was it was a fucking awesome episode, mm-hmm. and and I, I do have to say it wasn't really, um, the book of Boba Fett it was the book of Din Djarin today, but I mean they let you know exactly as soon as the title came up, the Return of the Mandalorian. We knew what the fuck we were getting. Yeah, and I was I was glad for that. I was wondering. I kept I kept thinking. Okay, if he's going to come back, what's he going to be flying? And then he ends up freaking um, public transport. Know, yeah, he ends up in freaking. That was uh, funny. Oh, uh, baby third class. Yeah. <laughs> a little, uh, a little green baby. I might add. Oddly enough. Yeah. And uh, the callback to episode one with his exclamation of "wizard." That was. What now explain? Um, one of the kids when they get that pod racer working, that's what he exclaimed. It was it's it's like an exclamation of excitement. Oh. I, I think it's basically like saying cool or awesome. And must ask by, I guess. I didn't catch that. Okay. I am I guess I gotta go watch episode one again. <laughs> Do oh. you have to? Yeah. I like the first three episodes. I tolerate I them. Should, I should say one episodes one through three. They're not the first three. They're the right. second three. 
Uh, anything else to add to our book of uh, Boba Fett discussion? Or do you think Kevin covered it? I covered it. My enthusiasm was enough for all of us. <laughs> he covered it in his enthusiasm. Yes. I liked it. I, we really had a good time with it. I can't wait to go back and watch it again. Corbs. Yeah. Why, why, why don't you tell us about the one that you were texting me about the other night? Oh, so I uh, was. <laughs> I found uh, something on AMC on Sunday night: Walking Dead Origins. I don't know. I found out that it was on over the summer, and I, I must have must have missed it. I'm not even sure how we missed it, but they actually have. There's four episodes. It's it's about Daryl, Maggie, Negan, and Carol. Nice. So, and the one that was on on Sunday night was about Daryl, and it's Norman Reedus explaining Daryl's character from the start of the show all the way till season what is it, ten or whatever, eleven, whatever season we're in right now. So he explains everything up to the start of this season and everything from like when he, him and Merle were first in camp with uh, Shane and everybody, how they were going to rob the camp to how he became the actual de de facto leader after Rick has gone away. Again, Rick's second, you know, second in command and all that stuff. It was pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's cool to see, you know, to see Norman Reedus talk about Daryl and whatnot and see the evolution of Daryl from season one all the way through um, season 10. So it was pretty cool. I did watch on YouTube. I did watch the the one yeah, about Megan. Oh, nice. So that was pretty cool. Cause I can't, I can't find the one about Maggie's the second one. So it goes Daryl, Maggie, Megan, Carol. And I couldn't find, I can't find the one about Maggie and I couldn't find the one about Carol either on YouTube. So but I watched the Daryl one on TV. Negan, the Negan one was pretty cool too, because it shows how, you know, how it, basically it shows how he started out when he, before the apocalypse. He was, you know, a, a teacher, gym teacher and whatnot and all that stuff. So that was it, it was they're pretty cool. So but again, I don't know how I missed we missed them. Well, for the record, we didn't miss them. They're basically fancy clip shows. So yes. I ignored that because I hate clip shows. Right. I knew that they were on, but I'm like, this is just all the shit I've already seen. I don't need to watch that. Right. I, I didn't, didn't know they it. existed until he, until he texted me the other night about it. Like that was, yeah. Yeah. So. so. But that was it. All right. Well, I, gotta watch I think those. Kevin and I can discuss Station Eleven. Oh, man. Now, I want to start this off by saying, Paul, Corbs, don't watch the show. You're not going to... And it, it's not one of those... It's not one of those, you know, you're, you're not smart enough to get it kinds of things. The storytelling in this show is hard. The, the path that it takes. Um, my wife hated it. Absolutely okay. hated it. I... I will say that I loved the set pieces and the actors and every performance was fantastic, but
but the fact that you may have three different time periods in the same scene and it's not one of those everything comes together at the end it does actually all come together in the end but up until that point they are jumping all over the place so much that it's it's challenging to watch you have to you, you have to accept that until the very last episode you're not going to understand almost anything and then you're not going to understand everything at that i mean as an example the very first episode strong performances by everybody but it's basically this an unemployed uninspired slacker wanders around chicago with a minor he's kidnapped and that's it for 60 minutes wow <laughs> that's a good that's, way to describe it yeah it is um but it sounds awful but you get to the end of it and you're like i i mean i don't was that good um you don't find out what happened after the end of that episode until like the ninth episode yeah wow. characters move on and stuff and you know pieces have moved around but you know i mean nine episodes later you finally find out what happened immediately after the yep. end of episode one yep. now again that's why i'm saying it's it's not bad but i have a i struggled with you know, my, my wife only watched it because I'm like, we have to watch the show. Kevin says it's the best thing ever. <laughs> By the way, she, she does not taking any of your uh, recommendations anymore. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on. If, if you feel you're up for the challenge, it is amazing, but it's, it's hard. It is. No, and, and I agree. I, I completely agree. And it is tough because it does jump around. But if you just pay attention to what the characters are wearing, you don't even have to really pay attention to their ages. Ages help, especially in the case of the primary character, Kirsten. She starts out very, very young. She's eight years old. And then this is 20 years later, which is when the, the, the ending of the show happens. You know, the, the, the primary storyline is 20 years post-pandemic. So they talk about pre-pan and post-pan. Those are two very distinct periods you need to understand and then they talk about the number of days post pan day one okay. day 10 day 100 so those periods are very very important <coughs> excuse me <coughs> they do jump around a lot but the what what i found very 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 cool was that they just give you enough information to make you wonder what the fuck happened? How did she end up where she is? How did he, where did this person, where did that person go? What happened? But then you start to realize they're going to get to that. And meanwhile, you get to enjoy what's happening. Well, enjoy, I don't know if that's the right way to say it. You get to experience and you get to mm -hmm. live with them and you get to see what they go through and understand what's going on. But it, it, it is. It's tough to follow. But I'm going to oh. say watch it because it's so worth it. The ending, the last episode, the feels. The, I mean, it's just. Ugh. Yeah. I, I see. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's confusing keeping the time period straight. You reference watching, you know, what they're wearing and things like that. That's not what I'm referring to. I'm saying that the storytelling style is challenging and that that feeds into the time jumping but i was never confused as to where we were in time i was just like nothing in this show is in order ever 
not not from episode to episode, not two episodes right. later. You're seeing stuff that happened before the pandemic in the last episode. Absolutely nothing is shown to you in the order it happened. Right. And that's challenging. It's that you're not like, oh, I don't know where we are now. You're just like, I, I don't understand why they why they didn't just tell the story. Um, even at the end of it, I don't know that, I'm not going to say, oh, now I get why they did it like that. They could have just told the story and I think it would have been fine. The performances were good. One thing that did occur to me is that maybe, because you, you notice there are people that are born after the pandemic. They talk differently. They mm -hmm. interact differently. Mm -hmm. I think that this story may even have been written from the perspective of somebody who was born post-pandemic. Interesting. And yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. it's so disjointed because they only have little bits and pieces of information. These kids don't know what phones are. They don't know what the internet is. They have older people who were there yeah. before explaining it to them. And they like what she's trying to explain an Uber to some Uber to somebody, you know, on a phone. And they just don't quite grasp the concept yeah. because they've never seen a car or a phone or the internet or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um the other thing is there is a, a graphic novel in the story called Station Eleven. And one thing my wife found infuriating is that little bits and pieces of that story are given to you and you feel like it has some sort of impact on the story, but you never actually find out what the story is. Right, 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 right. Yeah, which which is almost poetic in a way, but it's strange that, you know, it's every single character in the story has been affected by this graphic novel in some way, shape, yep. or form. Yep. Wow. It's, it's so bizarre. And it's, it's like the most important touchstone in the entire series. And it we is. never understand it. We never understand what it is. Wow. It's strange. Yeah. It's the person who wrote this story. I clearly a genius. Yeah. Um, well, it's a, it's a different way to tell a story, right? It's, it's, you 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 have what's going on now and then to understand the now they give you a little bit of the past so that's how you're learning what happened the 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 now the the the, the graphic novel that Hugh's talking about is an incredibly important linchpin or or kingpin in the whole story because of how it ties so many of the main characters together. And that's what you really learn in the very end. You learn it along the way and you understand it along the way because you see it. You've seen it as they've told the story, you know, from the, you know, from the perspective of the past. So you, you start to learn and then you're like, oh my God, this, you, I mean, but all you got to do is say this and, and then you, and so you're right there. You're like you're like on, yeah. the, on the on the precipice of people finding out what you already know, and and even though you don't know the story, you know enough. And I agree, Hugh. I agree that whoever the, the the writer and if and if you look up the Wikipedia, be careful. Be very careful about this next part. If you look up the Wikipedia entry for Station Eleven, you will get spoilers. Okay, it will tell you exactly what's going on. And you, you watch the show and you're like, eh, well, you know, whatever, the Wikipedia. Yeah, don't do that. You, you want to go into we'll this that. completely blind. Nice. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And I, be prepared totally for your wife to yell at you. <laughs> uh, Kathy, Kathy liked it, though. I mean, it was a couple of times we had to stop. And we had to talk about different things. Like, what was this? What was that for? You know, what was this whole thing? 
And there's different times when I thought I knew what was going to happen and it didn't happen that way. So it was, and, and, and other times when we had to think like, well, maybe this is just a dream or, you know, did it really happen that way? So really good, really, really good, really good. I, I mean, I, I have to agree with that, but I, it's, I, I think it's, it's not for everyone. Nice. And this is on HBO Max. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. And the whole season's out now, so you can watch the whole thing. Yeah. Sweet. Older older Kirsten is the main female lead from Halt and Catch Fire. I'm not sure if we mentioned that before. Uh we brought the show up a couple weeks ago. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. So so she's been around. Nice. Don't say that about her. Yeah. You don't know. That's rude. Actually, according to the station 11, she's been around. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the last one I want to bring up before we get out of here um, is, you know, the number one show in the world right now. And that's Peacemaker. Oh, God. Did you get caught up, Kev? I'm not. <sighs> Have Doesn't you watched matter. anything since last week? No, I watched the first episode. Don't worry about it. <sighs> I could care less. I'll watch it sometime. Well, there's, I don't even think we need to talk about spoilers. I mean, it's not no. even that. It just continues Phenomenal. to. It's number one. Yes, that is the I number mean, one gotta, show in the world. Yeah, that's, that's... got to tell you something, Kev. Oh, I, I, yeah, I'll watch it. I mean, whatever. But I still think he's an idiot. He is. And that's the point. Yeah. Um, we get some but, really good uh, character development with Vigilante in this one. We, we yeah. get to know more about him phenomenal uh get, get some interesting tidbits from uh Mern, who? to say the least mm. Mern? yeah yeah that, um like an eagle he's the no he's the uh the leader of the the team the the black guy i can't remember what his first name is right now oh yeah the snakey but it's gotta be black that's what they casted in the role Terrible. You, racist, <laughs> you racist bastard he's a he's a dark-skinned fellow nigerian he, british yes he could he could be from south america we don't know no he's he, he's from nigeria Ni- oh. well he's probably from england but he's he's nigerian british I, I i live now listen to the companion podcast so you know what my wife would say oh. to you paul is if you were talking about um john cena would you say that white guy with the helmet and if you wouldn't, then it's wait, John problem. Cena's white? Because I've never seen him. <laughs> Way to deflect your casual. Oh, son of a bitch. It's the only descriptor we can use so they understand who the fuck I'm talking about. No, it's not. You could have just said the leader of the band. I did, and you looked blankly at me. I believe you went anyway. there. You need an attitude adjustment. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I just said you did there. <laughs> Paul's a racist oh, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm not. I have black friends. Oh, don't ever say that. Uh, it's true. Ooh, now, you're, now you're Trump? <laughs> oh, that's just rude. That's just rude. <laughs> anyway, before any more of the wheels fall off of this show, are we ready to wrap this up? Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm going to drop my racist wisdom nuggets for you guys. <clears throat> Some things are better left unsaid. 
which I certainly realize directly after I say them. Good night, everybody, and megabyte me, bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. production.